What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Uh, I have a great episode for you guys today. Damn, it feels good to be just like rocking and rolling and just bringing you guys content. So I appreciate you guys being along for the ride. I know the word the world is in a weird fucking place, and um, man, you know a lot of changes happening. And uh, for the better, for sure. Um, but, you know, we can't get all consumed in negativity. Um, I think with everything that's going on, with all of the injustice in the world, uh, you know, I know for myself, I have gotten completely consumed and wrapped up with a lot of negativity and, like, just arguing and some bullshit to a certain degree. And it's like, fuck, man, like... There's more to this world than just arguing and being negative. So it feels good, man, just to be having conversations and just connecting with people again and to just to live in positivity and to um, just to continue to build and grow something. So I appreciate you guys being along for the ride. I have to ask you, if you are getting value out of this podcast, if you're learning something, if you're thinking about something in a different way, if you're having aha moments, if you're just fucking laughing and entertained, do me a favor, bring me a friend, bring us a friend, help us grow this thing. Um, Just tell one friend and that will help the show grow exponentially. Um, We need you guys and I cannot thank you enough for all that you're doing you are doing you guys fucking rock also if you haven't go to our website outsideperspectivepodcast.com check out our mailing list so that way you can stay up to date and in the know of everything we're doing also if you haven't go to youtube.com slash outside perspective and subscribe help us grow that platform as well All right, guys, let's get to my guest. I am sitting down with Zach Shearer. Zach is a, uh, he's an actor and model. Um, He's done TV shows and he's been in movies. He's been in things like Lucifer and Grey's Anatomy and the, the most recent sensation, Dave, which is a fucking phenomenal show. It's, it's written and produced by Lil Dicky. And fuck, man, it's it's good television. It's good comedy. It's just good writing. And he, you know, he's been a part of that project. Um, he's also, you know, he's a personal trainer. He is uh, a businessman, and he's just he's just a cool fucking dude, man. I'm super super happy I was able to connect with him. He, you know, he's from Southern Illinois. Um, obviously spent time in St. Louis, uh, and, but you know, a few years ago, or I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, he moved out to LA and he's, you know, he's pursuing the fucking dream, man. He's chasing, he's chasing the dream. He's trying to build a life that not everybody can obtain. He's doing the damn thing out in LA. So he happened to be back in town. It was very serendipitous how it all worked out. So we were able to sit down and have a conversation and, um, cannot thank Zach enough man he's a good he's a good dude and he's now a friend and um, I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this podcast so again bring us a friend if you are 
Um, if you are getting value out of the show, uh, but I will stop my rambling and uh, let's get let's get to the podcast, guys. I have Zach Shearer, ladies and gentlemen. Let's gain some perspective. Sticks. Yeah, dude. Is that, is that is that what they call them yep. in the sticks. biz? Yep. Sticks. sticks. Yep. Let's All get right. the sticks. Nice. Zach Shearer. How you doing, my man? man? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Dude, so um we were we were talking beforehand and uh you know, I was doing some research a little bit. Like I don't do a lot of prepping, but like Uh-oh. uh I definitely want to like have an understanding like what you've done and some yeah, shit. And yeah. dude, you've been on some cool ass sets, man. Yeah, I mean, I've done it's been a, I've wild done a little ride. bit. I mean, to me, I haven't even scratched the surface. But it's, it's just the it's, beginning, right? Yeah, it's getting to the point now to where I'm like, okay, cool, things are moving. Yeah, you know, because you could, I couldn't even see any light at the end of the tunnel when I first started. Like, I'm like, I got out there so green. Yeah, and trying like going, okay, dude, how the fuck do I start this? Right. Like, <laughs> I come from the fitness industry. How do I? How do I transition. do this? Yeah, making that transition was nuts. Um. But it's like anything in life, man. You just baptism under fire. Yeah, dude. That's the best, best. way to fucking learn, dude. Yep. Just dive Absolutely. head first. Are you the kind of guy who just dives head first in Absolutely. everything? In anything. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, and I, and then I, I encompass myself to the point to where it, I'm bad at balancing with everything else. Yeah. Because I'm just like. Balance know, like, is relative, though. Oh, dude. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very true. It's like you can go super hard for like five to ten years, and then you can just chill, yep. r- relatively chill. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like well, for the rest the of your fucking life. Yeah, that's that's what you want to do, man. Like it's like, and fitness, same thing. Like you could you could realistically make a massive transformation in six to twelve months. Yeah, and if you do the right things to maintain that, right, it can last for a lifetime. It's all about the consistency. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. So, what made you want to like make that transition? from from the fitness because you were doing well in the fitness space right yeah yeah you Um, still do fitness stuff right yeah yeah but i actually used to work in like commercial gyms right um uh you know as a director of training for dfm which is you know they're still around out here in st louis they used to be uh kind of married to club fitness but i think i think they kind of split their own ways i'm not really sure exactly what went down with that but uh but yeah one day um you know well backing up when i was a kid yeah i mean i always did want to do acting um, I remember being in like sixth, seventh grade, joining a speech class and, um, it was supposed to be just for like, you know, fun. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up like doing these little speeches. They were basically like little monologues to where then I would get sent to these little, little competitions and stuff. Oh, and really? Yeah. Me and a good buddy, um, we found a script by Mel Brooks when his name's Nick Formhalls. He was a good buddy of mine, you know, back, back in grade school days <laughs> and we found the script written by Mel Brooks called the thousand year old man. Hmm. And we traveled around and did basically a little scene yeah. in front of people. And then they would grade you. Oh. Um, and it wasn't necessarily even acting because we also did like debating yeah. as well, but that was one of our skits. Um, so right there, I think that was a huge bug. I mean, I used to be down in the basement, you know, yeah. acting like I was Bruce Lee and, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme and yeah. shit when I was a kid because I started martial arts when I was like five. What did you start doing? Uh, I started in Taekwondo. Taekwondo? That's where I started. Right on. Um, that's been basically my foundation built through the time. But what was great is my instructor was also a professional kickboxer. Mm. So, and my dad actually did that as well. That's cool. And then both of them did boxing. So I didn't have the, I mean, we had the traditional 
punch and pull the hand on the hip and shit. But yeah. Also, it was more practical as well. And my instructor did jujitsu and judo as well. Oh, so, nice. That's legit. So it played. It played into it. Um, and you could really see it when I would go to competitions and stuff because I had been hit in the face. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't afraid to get hit in the face. Whereas most taekwondo practitioners, they don't. It's yeah. Like, you can't hit in the face. Right. You go to a competition, don't hit in the face. It's like, what the fuck is that? This isn't the fight. You know, exactly. So, but yeah, um, so one day, you know, it always been sitting there, but then somebody told me along the line, I'm sure you can't be an actor. You know what I mean? That's, that's impossible. Let's get practical. With right. This, you know, especially here in the Midwest, dude, they'll fucking, yeah, it's hard. they'll crush your dreams faster than anything. Yep. Like Midwesterners. Well. Most of the time it's your best friends and the people you love. That yeah. Do it. And that's just cause I mean, it's out of love. You know? It really is. But you know, it's like the their own time, fears and insecurities. Right. right. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, one day I'm working out uh, at Webster Groves uh, Club Fitness, and a buddy of mine, well, he's actually one of my trainers, one of my, one of my employees, his name's Joel, um, he had a client that was the marketing director for Rawlings, fit, or Rawlings Football. And I'm working out, and one day she comes up and says, hey, you, you know, you got a good look, you should go out for this, like, little casting type deal yeah. tomorrow. And I'm like, all right. Sure. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. Let's no agent or anything. You're just like, let's nothing, go do this shit. Nothing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I went and I got it. Nice. So I was, uh, the Rawlings football guy for, for some time. And then I started dabbling into like men's physique and stuff. And, uh, I happened to run across a guy named Greg Plitt, which is, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar not with familiar. who he is. Um, one of the most inspirational dudes you will ever get a chance to watch if you go on youtube unfortunately he passed away in 2015 um but he was a big inspiration big mentor for me i'd i'd run into him at an arnold classic and over the and i kind of was he was a mentor to me even before i met him so did you compete in men physique i did okay i did i don't think i did very well but you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean around here i did but like going to uh going to like the arnold classic dude i just got demolished that's some next level shit though dude it is well in that sport man like You have to be phenomenal to do well in the beginning. And it's so subjective, dude. It really is. Like, it's apples to oranges to to grapes to to blueberries. I mean, it's like... It's true. You know what I mean? There's... Yeah. In in the criteria for judging, especially nowadays, it's like, what is it? Yeah. You you could dive into that, and it's just so subjective. But um, the good thing is I had a a decent look to me as well. And so I feel that build helped a lot. For Um, sure. In Hollywood, sometimes I don't know if the build helps or hurts. Um... I know it helps with, like, lead roles Yeah, it can, you know. Um, but, you know, basically my manager had said at one point, hey, man, like, you're a little too big. We got to we gotta kind of – we should be able to put you in a suit. You look like a normal guy. Yeah. Rip the suit off your fucking Superman. You hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah, more slender. Right. Yeah. Right. Have the have the build and the, the oomph in the right places, you know. How do you manage that, though? Like I don't know, man. Bar- Mostly, I'm just maintaining now, man. Yeah, like but. barring like the the certain like genetics to kind of have like those maybe like longer muscles, cause right? Because right. what you just explained, my, in my mind, like Ryan Reynolds came up, right? You know what I'm exactly, saying? Like, and that's like the Greg Plitt physique. If you ever once we're done with this podcast, yeah, check him out. I mean, what is it? His name's right Greg now, Plitt. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, bro, one of the most motivational dudes you'll ever meet or ever see in your entire life. I mean. The physique is one thing. I mean, he's got an ungodly physique, yeah. but it's his mentality that you'll fall in love with. Great. I assure you. He's a handsome man. Yeah, he's he's a good-looking dude. Well, was a good-looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately he passed, and I got I got a chance to uh, 
you know, kind of be friends with them for a little bit. I had about six, seven months to where when I moved out to California. Yeah. And I hung out a couple times. That's cool, though. Uh, we were supposed to go fucking skydiving, and unfortunately, he, he passed away before we could go. So it happens. I was a pussy, and I backed out when I first came out there. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, come on, dude, for a, for like a, a celebration, you guys moving out here, I want to take you skydiving. I'm like, dude, you're fucking nuts. I'm not going skydiving. Yeah. And so he just looks at me. He goes, hey, man, when you want to be a, stop being a pussy and face, <laughs> face your pussy. Yeah, yeah. When you want to face your fear, he's like, you know, because he's the guy that always say you attack those fucking fears no matter how big or how small. Yeah. That's where your true life will begin. That's you know? true, man. Like, you know, whatever it is, if you're feeling resist, like you're feeling that resistance or that yeah. fear, like you don't want to do it. That's probably a good sign you should do that thing. Right. Like he had this like little saying, like when he starts to resist. He automatically attacks. Yeah. You have about three seconds yeah. to where you'll talk yourself out of it. 100%. But when you feel that three seconds coming, boom, just do it. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, you know. That's true. Yeah. That's fucking true, dude. Yeah, it's a bummer he died, man, but at least you fucking got some good lessons from him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So now you're going to try absolutely. to go like skydiving on your own now? Fuck no. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take skydiving, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So I mean, like, even though I'm like, man, I wish I would have went with them. It was more so I wish I would have had that memory. Right, you know right. I mean? Would you do it for a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What would you not do for a movie? I would not get in a fucking ocean with sharks. Yeah, Period. dude. I have a fear of like dark water, bro. Dude, like. 100%. 100%. I went out for a film. I want to say it was like two years ago. And it was a good it was a good film. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what it was, but it was pretty stout. It was pretty big. And the whole time I had this like little, almost like little voice in the back of my head going, God, I hope I don't get this. I hope I don't get this. Because <laughs> I had, cause it was, it had to do with a shark, dude. Yeah. And um, even though it's like, Obviously, a shark's going to be CGI and mechanical. You're going to be out in the middle of the ocean, bro. Dude, you just, know what I mean? Your mind will play tricks on you, bro. Yeah. But then, of course, the other bug over here is going, dude. Do it. Do it. Attack yeah. it. Like, don't let anything step in front of it. So, I think that's pretty much with anything in life, though. You got those got those two people talking to you, and they're for sure. you. They're yeah, you. it's all you. It is for sure all you. Absolutely. So, dude, so, like, you're working for Rawlings. You did um, yeah, yeah. Some, so, some fitness. Yeah, I did. You know, I got I did some magazine stuff. Yeah. Um, I did uh, I did Rawlings stuff. And, and I remember going to the pivotal moment for me was I was at an Arnold Classic, and I had talked to Greg, and he I remember him asking me, and he's like, hey, man, what, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing men's physique, man? I said, because I want to get seen. I want to get known. I want to get, I want to do other stuff. I want it to, to parlay. He's like, dude, look up there on the fucking stage of even the pros. Are any of those guys in the movies on magazines? Very rarely are they on magazine covers. Right. Even those guys. Yeah. It's like He's like, if that's what you want to do, do that. And yeah. I remember him telling me once I did move out to California, if acting is what you want to do, Put nine of your eggs into that. Yeah. Out of your 10. All in. Make sure, you know, nine and a half, almost all in. You may have a little egg in that fitness industry, but it's always there for you. Yeah. He said, for me, I got so encompassed and so swallowed by the industry. Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me to get into that acting. And he still did a lot of stuff with acting. But it was hard for him to get into that full, full sprint because, I mean, dude, he had a website that made over $2 million a year. I mean, how do you walk from that? Yeah, well, I mean, and just go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, kind of. and he didn't. He had other businesses going on. You know, he had uh, an energy drink combined with a protein shake and stuff. And he was actually shooting like a little excerpt for that, and that's how he 
he he he died. He got hit by a train. Oh shit! Yeah, Dang. in Burbank, 2015, man. That's but, terrible. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I took that advice. So yeah. when I went out there, it was like, let's go. Let's figure out how to do this. So you get out there, like, uh, how do you start? What do you do? <laughs> like, how does one start? <laughs> oh man! It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. That's exactly how I felt. I mean, I got out there, and you know, I learned a lot. I mean, one thing. One thing you have to make sure that you don't do, don't go up to actors that you may know or somebody that started and say, hey, can you get me an agent? Can you get me a manager? Can yeah. You get... It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Like, you help yourself. No, no real manager with any type of reputation behind them is going to grab someone that is completely green off the street. It's, that is a pipe dream. Like that. Right rarely ever happens. I mean, you're talking, you got a better chance of winning the lottery. But what does happen is when you build a network doing things over time, Right now people get to know you as a person. They want to help you along the way. Yes. So what I did was, so man, you know. is I, I, I utilized my business sense of what I had from learning out here. And first off, I started shooting out headshots like crazy. So I would start with a headshot got to get your headshots yeah and then i started shooting those things off to casting directors you know like crazy man but i had like at the beginning i was still kind of dabbling with that fitness and that you know i was still also i want to get on a cover magazine i want to do this and this and that yeah but then once i got that i'm like okay i'm done with that let's let's move on to more acting more acting more right acting. like check like but what? yeah but like um essentially i i would just i would email casting directors my headshot i would do everything i could i would say i would work for free and then I ended up finding, and nobody really ever told me this shit. That was the, that was the hard thing. I ended up finding a couple websites, and those those were bread and butter for a while. I mean, they they got me a few really really small things. Those websites are Actors Access, LA Casting, and I want to say the other one is uh, Casting Frontier. Now, mainly most of those are going to be commercial type stuff, right. print type stuff. Um, and they do have a lot of other, I mean, there's, there's so many sharks out in that industry. I can't even explain to where even people will put up like casting calls and be like, Oh, it's, you know, such and such role. It's got lines and it's a principal role or supporting role. And then you find out it's featured background or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, and that happens, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it Catfish really does. You. And I, and I learned that really quickly, but I was willing to work for free. My first thing that I ever did, um, I got hired for a Santa Barbara college. It was like a university of Santa Barbara. I think, um, I got hired to do a short film for them. And they, these were people that were actually going to school to do film directing, you know, acting, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I started with that from that. I, I rolled into where I was, I played a, uh, a Roman general on a, uh, History Channel Two kind of docudrama series. That's cool. Yeah, and it was like a it was like a two part series type deal. Yeah, didn't have any lines. Just stood there and looked. Tried to look yeah. as pretty and squeeze my muscles as hard as I could, which was ridiculous. Would do nothing for me, but I at the time thought it would. You, you know? got paid, didn't you? Trying to get seen, trying to get my face. Yeah, you yeah, know? it is. So. That one I got paid. I think I got <laughs> fifty bucks a day or something. You know? <laughs> uh, the Santa Barbara one, I got. You know, I don't, I don't even think I got anything on that free lunch um, but yeah exactly <laughs> but i was willing to do that man like yeah I, and then to. and then i got kind of lucky and i mean i wouldn't say luck i think luck is more a trained ability colliding with an opportunity 100 all i had knowing 
going in there was, Hey, I have a, I know I have a decent personality. I know I can get along with people. I know I can work hard and I know I have some sort of screen presence. I yeah. kind of relied on more of the physique at that time, yeah. you know, um, because it's all I had, you know? And then over time when I started getting lines and stuff, I always knew I had the talent, but they don't know that. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to go off first looks right Dude, off. Dude, nobody that. believes in you. You got to make them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I also was just very diligent in just practicing, dude. Yeah. Like, even to this day, I'll, like, look up monologues and just work them on my just own. do them. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tape myself, watch myself, yeah. critique myself. And then I got, like I said, I got not really lucky, but it, more of a trained ability colliding with opportunity. Um, I went out for... I had supposed to have one line on a television show called Kingdom. It's an MMA yep. drama. Have you, have you seen that? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah it's great. And um, so I went out for that. I was supposed to have one line. I just got done working out, and I walk up to the set, and I'm in like gym shorts and and a and a, like a black tank top. Yeah. And the lady goes, "Oh no, no, no!" She's like, "You know, you check in with the AD," and she's like, "Oh no, 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 uh, we don't need fighters today." And I'm like, "Fighters? No, I'm I got." A scene with Nick Jonas tonight, blah blah blah, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. What's your name?" She looked it up, and she's like, "Oh, I just thought from your build and everything that you were a fighter because we have fighters on the show." And yeah. I was, and I told her, I said, "Well, I kind of dabbled in that, you know." And she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got a, I got a fight under my belt, you know." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, we got to introduce you to Joe." Well, I'm like, "Okay, cool." I mean, Joe, how many fucking Joes are there? Joe Schmoes out there? Yeah, who, Joe, who's Joe, 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 yeah. Joe who? <laughs> you know. And uh, she's like, "I'll introduce you to Joe. Let's get you dressed, blah, blah blah. Take you up on set." So she takes me up on set, and she yells, "Joe, come here!" Joe, Daddy Stevenson turns around. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's and, a short dude, isn't he? Uh, yeah, 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 he's short. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Love you, man. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm a little less starstruck by fighters, dude. I've, I've, you know, I've fought for a decade, bro. I'm kind of the same thing. I've fought yeah. with some of the best. Too, yeah, so like, like <laughs> I'm, I don't really, He's a bad man. I don't really get starstruck. I don't either. But it was just like, whoa, it's fucking Joe Daddy Stevenson. That's not who you're expecting. Yeah, right? you know so, what I mean? And and so That's cool, though. Yeah, and so I walked up, shook his hand, and he's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so. Well, and I ended up finding out also that the lady that was taking me up there was from Galesburg, Illinois. Okay. And I'm from East Peoria, Illinois. Right. And they're like- 20 30 minutes away from each That's other crazy so it was really weird because she looked at my id and i still had my illinois id at the time nice and i uh, helped you i think so yeah and that's just weird how certain things connect like that yeah, and then man. joe joe's like so you have some experience blah, blah blah let me see and i showed him my one fight that i had and i you know it, was, it went well for me and he was like holy shit he's like okay yeah here's the thing though if i bring you on the show as a fighter I can't guarantee you're going to get any lines. I can't guarantee that you're going to get a massive amount of screen time. But what I can guarantee is that you will be working five days a week and you're going to have an opportunity to get on set and learn and do all that. I was like, dude, I'm in. He's right. like, however, you will not be able to do your scene tonight because it makes no sense for you to be at this party and then all of a sudden you're back Fighting. training with, with Nick and all those guys. I was like, hey, I'm all good. So funny story is I, I, I take it next day or two or whenever I went on, I go in and, you know, I'm kind of the more built dude. Uh, and Joe's like, Hey, rip your shirt off. I want you over here doing this, blah, blah, blah. When Nick comes out, do this, this and that, whatever. You yeah. Know? And, uh, I notice when we're kind of standing around, Nick Jonas is kind of like eyeing me a little bit and I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, this dude's probably insecure. He's going to fucking be like, why is this dude got his shirt off? Right. Like, get this guy out of here or something but i couldn't have been more wrong i mean the dude was chill 
was the most humble, awesome dude ever. But he's staring at me, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, what's the deal? And then Joe comes up. He goes, hey, Zach, can I talk to you real quick for a second? I'm like, oh, here we go, dude. I'm getting kicked off here. I'm like, great. You're too and, goddamn handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, Nick really likes your look. He's wondering if you wouldn't mind being his, his fight stunt double for the series. Oh, shit, And I'm like, bro. really? I was like, but. Joe, dude, I'm like 20 pounds heavier than Nick. Better like, for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, man. It's okay. You know, um, maybe you lose like five, 10 pounds. You can do that in like a week, right? I'm like, yeah. And so he's like, all right, let's do it. That's cool, so dude. That really kind of, I mean, that got me my SAG card. That got me my screen actor skill card. Right, yeah. Just right there. How do you get your SAG card? Because you have to have like three. Yeah, dude. I had a buddy. He, Such a catch 22 on that. Yeah, I had dude. a buddy explain it to me. He lives out in LA. He does mostly like. Um, he does a lot of background shit, but, like, he'll have some FaceTime. I don't think I've heard him actually have any speaking lines, though. Yeah, so he's more, like, featured type stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's two ways that – there's a few ways you can get your SAG card. Um, one is, yes, if you if you are background, you can continue to – you can get your SAG card through the through your background roles. However, you're pretty much going to be stuck yeah. doing background roles for life. Because I can't tell you how many – fuck like, every big show I feel like the dude's been on. But right. it's like it's always just But you've like, never seen him speak. You know, and, and the sad part is is that unfortunately is what is gonna continue to move on if you go that route. Really? Because yeah. once you're kinda pigeoned as that in yeah. the industry That's tough. That's what you are. You can't yeah. put a background role or a featured role on your resume. You can't do it. Right. It may say on IMDB you're on fifty things. Yeah. However, it's like you're that just... res- like if you were to call up the casting director and say like, so for instance, if you get, I've worked on a couple of net FX shows. Yeah. And when my first FX booking happens, more than likely that casting director, when they're about to hire me for another FX booking is going to call the, last the other production right. and say, it doesn't always happen, but they could, they could easily say, Hey, you know, how was it working with so-and-so blah, 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 blah. Or maybe just, can you, can you, uh, tell me did so-and-so work on your set? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, boom. Could be that simple. If it's a background, they're not gonna know, right? They they, they don't. There's there's also two different casting directors. There's a background casting director, and then there's the regular casting director. So does so, the regular casting director deal with like actors that are going to be speaking? Exactly. Okay. Principal supporting. Yeah. You know, uh, guest stars, right. co-stars, stuff like that. Not not. Background. Background okay. has its own its own casting. Okay. Yeah, but so that gave me some experience, man. Like That's I learned all good a lot. Information, dude. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah, it's great, man. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know any of that shit. Dude, people don't know that shit, man. I didn't know that shit. I mean, going out there, I was as green as green could be. Yeah. All I knew is that I had my ears and eyes open, and I was trying not to be an asshole. You paid your dues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, you did. Hell yeah, man. I went out there with like 50 G's, thinking I'm good. That shit was gone like eight months. <laughs> See, you know, expensive, like, bro. oh, dude, like it is, man. And it's a good it time is. too. <laughs> and I've been, you know, and I work still. The funny thing is, pe- people think I'm just out there hanging out. I still work, man. I still got a day job. You got a day job. You got to do it. What's you your day job? Do it. I do security. Do you? Nice. I, I do that on the side. I can dig um, it. And and what's great about it is they they're very conducive to letting me go to auditions and nice, stuff like that. Nice. And I, you know I still do other things. You know every once in a while the modding pops up. I yeah. do some I do some training online. And, you gotta do what you gotta do you to know, make the dream happen, yeah, dude. dude. Like got it. I'm coming up on uh, two years of self employment, and it's just like if you ask me what I do, 
Man, it's it's not. There's no straight line yep. answer. Like, exactly. I do whatever the fuck. But that's I need an to entrepreneur, do. man. Yeah, dude. You got to do whatever you got to do, man. Exactly. And um, it's funny you're talking about uh, like doing the commercials. I I was reading one time like uh, I think Vince Vaughn was uh, I think he got cast for some like national commercial like mm-hmm. out of Chicago, yeah. and then he just like took that money and then moved to L.A. and then yep. like kind of parlayed that into yep. acting. Like it's kind of same thing. Like Matthew McConaughey, he moved out with you know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And just went for it man yeah and he was trying to work behind the scenes that's the funny thing is oh really he wanted to work behind the scenes originally see you know matthew mcconaughey you can't bring him around your girl hell no he's gonna (laughs) (laughs) actually my girl girl, yeah i don't think my girl's actually into matthew mcconaughey but i probably couldn't bring her around like (laughs) trying to think trying to think who like with some of those soap opera guys i couldn't bring her around i'm sure uh, she's a big Marky Mark fan. Oh, is she? Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, Mark Wahlberg. Sorry. Whatevs. Whatevs. Is it, was it kind of weird getting out in that scene? Like, I mean, LA is different than the Midwest. Yeah, man. I, I mean, mean, I love the people out there. I got some good friends out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Different. It's, though, for it's sure. different. I mean, I can, I can 100% tell who is really from LA and who uh, moved and where they moved from. Really? A lot of times. Yeah. Because, um, most of the time, I can I can tell when somebody's from the Midwest pretty quick. Really, what sets yes. them off? Like what? It's, it's just more of a humbleness. It's mm. it's. Uh, and you don't get me wrong, dude. You have some amazingly humbled people oh, out there. I mean, absolutely. I, I got a good buddy that's also a producer on a couple things we're working on right now, and you know, he, he well, he's actually not from out there either, but he moved out there a long time ago, and uh, you know, he's as humble as they can be as well. But I've also worked with some people that are just absolute dickheads yeah and then i've worked with people that are amazing and a lot of the times what i've noticed is the people that you think are going to be so awesome are dickheads and the people that you think are going to be dickheads are awesome you just never know who a person is until you actually like that's that's the thing i've learned having these conversations like you can't really have like this preconceived notion of who somebody is because it's going to get ruined yeah that's why they say you should never meet your heroes like they're going to fuck it up for you a couple things i noticed different about the culture one two things i absolutely love about people out there they're big huggers yeah compared to like here in the midwest like i like hugging people but we're kind of weird around here it's like yeah. do i shake your hand because that's what i'm supposed to do yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um they're fucking dreamers like oh yeah dude like they will not shit on your dream nope like they'll be like yeah dude but they're the flip side of that i was talking to a i don't know if you know who andy Fursella is he's a yeah so yeah. we were talking and he like he uh he's like yeah man but like the the flip side is that like they don't really have that same like drive, that work drive like they we don't. have here in the Midwest. We have like exactly. that blue collar work drive. They want the trophy at the end, yeah, but they don't see what they have to do to get there. Right. They just kind of think it's just going to happen. They're all over the place. They don't realize they got to fucking climb that mountain. Yeah. And maybe at the top of that mountain, it ain't even the fucking mountain they were supposed to climb. Right. Now they got to go back down and <laughs> climb that other one. You know, and I see it, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just there's a lot of different people out there, and there's a lot of sharks. Yeah, yeah. There's, Dude, is it? There's a lot of great people too. Yeah, like is it is it weird doing monologues like by yourself in front of the camera to send those in? Does it feel, not now? Does it feel weird? Or not do- now. I I will admit when I first started, um, it was a little weird. I used to be like, I don't want anybody around right now. I don't get, you know, my girlfriend Sarah. I'd be like, hey, well, she yeah, actually she helps would- helps me read a lot. But, you know, at first, at the beginning, I would get, like, kind of nervous. Like, we had a – I lived with my buddy Maladin for a while. He's actually from out here as well. Um, I lived with him for a while, and, like, I'd be like, hey, man, can you 
like shut up and go into your room and ignore me for a little bit while I do this. You know, that's how it used to be. Now, yeah. man, um, you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who's around. Yeah. I can turn it on. Like right now, I could just you can just do a monologue. Fucking turn it on, dude. That's like a nothing. good skill to have because yeah. it's we we judge ourselves, right? And you got to let that go. Just man. fucking quit judging yeah. yourself and just do it. And it helps because it helps with life too. It really does. Cuz it's like I can just turn it on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do my log right now, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you could. You could. I could if I wanted to, man. <laughs> my my go-to monologue is um, it's a scene from The Breakfast Club. Is it? And it's when uh, Andrew Clark talks about why he got into detention for that Saturday, why he had to go to Saturday school. Oh. And he talks about how he had to, how because of the – the physical and emotional abuse from his dad, he kind of turned it on to a weaker guy yeah. to try to impress his dad. Mm -hmm. And then from there, he realized, like, that ain't him, and it was his father. And then he just, like, breaks down yeah. over that. It's such, it's such a great monologue scene because he starts kind of chill and cool. And there's even a little spot where, like, he kind of giggles and laughs. Yeah. But then he says, you know, he says, I, I taped Larry Lester's buns together. Like, and he kind of smiles and everybody else kind of smiles except this one guy goes, that was you? And he goes, yeah, do you know him? Like, you know, like now it's like, oh shit, it's real. There's somebody that, like, this is a fucking human being right here. Right. And then he goes into it as to why he did it, you know, for his dad. Yeah. And he breaks down and cries. So the scene itself has such a great, unique arc. Right. And it's a range yes. of emotion that I can show yeah. to a casting director. That's powerful. And, and people have... You know, I'll be in, dude, it's so weird how these auditions go because I could walk into an audition and they got lines and we read the lines and they go, damn, okay, listen, you got any monologues prepared? Yeah, I do. Do you need a couple minutes or you, you want to do it right now? It's like, uh, I'll do it right now. Oh, nice. And boom. I'll be prepared, it. right? Yep. Dude, I'm, I'm going to, we can, I've got to start this camera over. It only does 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> go for it, bro. Go for it. This is why it's nice to have the producer. Yeah. So do we get that or no? Yeah, no, we got it. Oh, we got it. Okay. Yeah, we got it. And then it just stops after 30 minutes. Okay. And then it just okay. keeps going. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so we got everything. Cool, I just had cool. to restart the camera. No, you're good, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when you when you go into those, when you go into those, you got to go unprepared. And 100%. I mean, I go hardcore with those auditions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go hardcore. That's your, that's your chance, man. Dude, that's, you got to give it your all, right? Exactly. Yeah. And there have been times where, you know, Maybe I got other stuff going on in my life or whatever's going on, and you you just got to do it. Like when I when I got Little Dicky, when I landed the Little Dicky show, Dave on on FX, which is phenomenal. I love dude. that show, dude. I I like happened upon that show, yeah. and I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. It's and we just got renewed for season two. That's fantastic. I'm so fucking pumped. Yeah, dude. Let's, I'm hoping he brings Nick back. How cool is it to like kind of <coughs> interact with some of those people on the different Very sets? Cool. Very cool. And Dave is the most humble. Yeah, dude, you will ever meet. He is the nicest guy. He's not full of himself. He wants to give everybody love. He, you, like he, he seems super authentic. He cares, man. Does he? He wants to see people live their dream. Nice. He does. That's dope. One hundred percent. Those are good people. Oh, he's such a good dude. I can't even, I can't even say anything bad about that guy. Man, he, but I will have to admit, I didn't know who the fuck he was when I first got hired. Oh, you didn't? 
Wow. So I I mean I'm a fan of his music. Yeah. And like as a like as a music fan, I like I wish he would put out more music, but right. you know, he's an artist, he just does his thing, yep. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm like, yep. dude, you put out this sick ass album. And I'm like, it's been like 4 years and you haven't put anything out. And then somebody's like, dude, you know he put out this other album um by like The Brain, which is like this character that he did yeah, yeah, rap yeah. yeah. So I listen to that. I'm like, ah, that's so so. It's cool, but I just need some because his his fucking freestyles freestyles he writes he's them good all. dude he's good man he's, he's good really he's uber talented and just like I'm no fucking expert but like I've I've watched a ton of film like I'm a, a nerd in that way and like that show is fucking a masterpiece dude it's so well it's, written I like how he took like certain episodes and focused on characters yes. and you like really explored and the depth in of his them. life too I mean he brought some reality his, from yeah. his life and. Like the episode I'm in, oh, dude, it's the best episode. That's I feel when his like. girlfriend and him break up. Yes, yeah. it's the best episode. The arc to that episode is so good. Like, yes, because it's so funny, mm-hmm. but it's so real. Yeah, so real. Like that argument he gets into with his girlfriend, where where he's like, "You want you don't want me to have any fucking ambition? Like, what are you even saying? Like, you know what I mean? How like, many, I've had that argument before. Uh, I'm dude. sure. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I like mean? I'm I mean, fucking grinding here. Exactly. And you know, it's but. You see Ali's point and you see his, and that's what's so... Like, neither one are wrong. Right. right. It's like, dude, you see them both. And then when she makes that speech, dude, it, like, it hits you because it's like, holy shit, like, priorities yeah. are real. Like, in, in especially being a man, like, every, every man's got to go for his journey. He's got to do his own thing. He's got to accomplish and conquer. Yeah. But at the same time, man, if you don't have your Adrian to your Rocky, what do you do then? Yeah. Then what? You, do, you know, dude, life really is about the people. Like you gotta find, yeah. you gotta find the balance because yep. it's it's so easy to just fucking put your nose to the grindstone <laughs> and just go go go. But like, if you don't have the people around you, exactly, like what's it matter? And when you get there, you're not gonna be happy then. No, you know, no. it just it's not gonna happen. I saw a meme. It was a picture of Adam Sandler, and it said, uh, "If." Uh, what was it if uh if when I make it my friends are, are making it too was a person or some shit like that? Yeah. It's like that dude brought up his whole fucking crew exactly. and like all the people around exactly. him. Exactly. And that's how you have to be because dude out there there are people that don't get they'll fucking stomp and step on everybody up to get to the top. Yeah. I don't ever want to be that person. My main my main objective going out there is to show that if my little farm boy ass from the, that grew up in the middle of cornfields out of nowhere can go out there and do it. And do it right. Yeah. Anybody can do anything. You right. can go for that promotion at work. You can lose that 15 pounds. You can change your life if you don't like it. You can move out of the city that you live if you don't like it. You have the power with your two hands. Yeah. And I, my biggest problem is where people, they give that power away. Yeah. And they give that power away by going, well, my mom this, and my dad this, and so-and-so did this to me, and, and I can't do this because of this part. Like, dude, you're giving your power away. You might as well cut your fucking hands off. Victim mentality. Exactly. That yeah. mentality gets it, it, it's 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 it ruins people. It's and it ruins fan families. Yeah. It oh, it's bad, man. Yeah, it's it's man that that mentality. Um, I I will kind of like pair that with like the scarcity mentality of like you know there's not enough success for everybody. Right. Like my success is is your loss type shit. Like. Right. That shit's cancer, man. Exactly. It's fucking cancer. Exactly. Because we can all win. We can help each other win. You have the fucking control. Like, you're not in control of everything that happens in your life, right? Yeah. But you, if you understand that, like, you are in control of how you respond to everything that happens in your right. life. So it's like, right. hey, man, you're not a fucking victim. Exactly. 
nobody – I mean, I, I understand circumstances do mm. hurt. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But you have to understand that you don't have to stay a victim in that circumstance. Right. You have the power. Right. You can go. You can make small micro pivots to change things that over time, that maybe that minor micro pivot doesn't seem like much. But over time of doing those small, tiny micro pivots over a year – may be this massive change. Yeah. And it could be, it may not even be external. It may be internal. And maybe now you have the the power within your own brain to make that big step that you didn't have before. Yeah. And most of the time it starts with yourself, man. It starts with getting yourself in check. It starts with getting your health, your fitness. It starts right there. Most people don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that. Right. They think that this, it's, it's like a car, dude. If you don't take your car in for an oil change, if you don't, get its tune up. You don't change the tires, rotate them, shit like that. You don't do that. Your car's going to break the fuck down. Right. And when you need it one day and you really need it, it's not going to be there. Right. So that's where that trained ability colliding with opportunity comes. Yeah. It's not necessarily le- luck. It's it's pre- it's preparing every fucking day. Getting up and doing the work every day, the due diligence, going to the gym and paying your fucking dues. And, you know, you have people that are like, dude, why do you go to the gym every day? What's the big fucking deal? And people think it's vanity. They it's do. Not That's vanity. what they fuck up because it's not. It's not vanity, man. That's just a byproduct. It's self-love. Yes. It's exactly what yes. it is. And the clarity and mentality that you get when those endorphins kick in when oh, you go outside. Dude. There's no drug in the fucking world that can ever replace that if you've ever felt it. Right. If you've ever felt it, you'll understand. I tell people, you don't know how good you can feel until you feel it. Yep. When you're, when like, our, our body is so good at finding homeostasis. It will find a way to, to, to make it through this world. Right. And people, you'll be overweight or whatever the case may be. Like, you're eating shit. You're not getting sleep. You're drinking. Yep. All these fucking things. And your day-to-day may seem normal, but then all of a sudden, you know, maybe you start cutting out the processed carbs and sugar and different yep. things. And people are like, oh, man, I had this fog lift off my brain. I didn't even know it was there. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you don't know. It's like this undiscoverable thing, but like you you can get there. Right. You know what I mean? It's just and, nobody and can tell right you there, it. that right there, how you to to understand and learn all that, you have to go in life with an open mind too. Yeah. Because if you don't have the open mind, you're never gonna try the certain things or think about right. the certain things that need to be thought about. Like people don't realize how bad sugar is for you. It's terrible. They don't realize like how bad this, you know high fructose corn syrup and shit is for you. Yeah. They don't realize that that's the reason that two thirds of kids like are pre-diabetic now. Dude, like terrible information out there. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's bad. I could talk about that for an entire fucking podcast. Yeah, but I go on lots of, you know, yeah, you know, so because it's important, right? The way, the way we like, treat our body and the things we give our gut it's going to directly affect our brain it's going to affect our how hormones we, everything everything how we interact with our entire exactly. world it's like perception is reality exactly you know what i'm saying so and when you when you feel good like about like, your actual perception of who you are yeah like when you work out and when you eat right when you do those little things like that might be huge to other people right now but even think about it even one step lower if you just make your bed in the morning right how does that make you feel when you move on to the next thing yep it makes you feel like ah yeah pull your shoulders back i'm moving on to the next thing uh, oh I, I fucking loaned it i got a, there's a there's a book called make your bed yeah by the it was a navy colonel he did a, I, I watched the thing but i didn't know he wrote a book he wrote a book i lent it out already i was like yeah <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, i got yeah, the book I'll, right here but yeah man but it's but so it's a, true. it's a win dude it's, it's so true little, those little wins all day makes such a difference and the problem is is most people wake up and they lay there for a minute they whip out their phone they watch a couple videos set it down 
what am I going to do now? All right, let's go eat my cereal. Yeah. And maybe I'll watch a little TV now, you know. Right. It's like, dude, when I wake up, man, maybe it's my problem. Maybe I'm the one with the problem. But when I wake up, dude, it's like, I got to fucking go. I got to go. Okay, it. let's go. What, what what can I do? Okay, well, let's make a list. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's get to the gym. When can I squeeze the gym in? Yeah. What everything do I, what all the stuff do I, like it's, dude, I'm going through these checklists in my brain like that. Are you and, a morning guy? It depends. Like I am, and then I will hit like a a like just a complete wall sometimes. Yeah. And then for like two days straight, I'll sleep till like ten thirty. Oh, okay. And then I'll be up and up at like like when I first got here, I was up at like five. <laughs> and uh, really in California, it's like three in the morning. Three in the morning, yeah. And so I did that like the first three or four days, and then you know, well today I got up pretty early to make the drive, but. You know, but like yesterday, then I slept to like 1030. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kinda so it, it just, bit. yeah, it just depends. Like it depends what's going on. And well, with yeah. acting and maybe I'm wrong, but like, is, is a lot of it done at night? No, no. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, I feel like a lot of times it just I see like movies that are talking about like, oh, I filmed all night. That happens, um, you know, but it depends on the script. It depends okay. on the location. It depends on, on, you know, a what's going on. I mean, so. if, if it's a darker movie and you know. Is like for instance the crow with Brandon Lee. Yeah. I mean, you can't film that during the day. Right. Everything's at night. Right. The majority of the scenes were out in the city. Yeah. Um, so it just really depends. Like I worked on a I did a tele or did a, a movie called uh Soul Hunters, like this little low budget film we did that it was a great script. They just didn't have a lot of money. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, no, it was on uh, Amazon. Amazon. And I feel like um, I've seen it on there. Yeah, it's on there. Who's and, in uh, that movie? Me. I'm the just main you, guy. You're the main guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me and then uh, let's see. There's uh, David Josh Lawrence plays uh, the bad guy. Oh. Uh, it's done by the Acevedo Smith brothers. I'm look it up now. <laughs> yeah, you have to look it up. I mean, it's. <laughs> I did it in 2016. I want to say so. I was pretty pretty green still, but it was such a great unique opportunity for me because right. I was on every page of the script. Um, there's some great fight scenes in it. Um, it's a it's kind of a sci-fi martial arts action thriller. Um, and just getting a chance to carry a film, no matter if it's low budget or not, right? It, it gave me, for one, a huge learning curve, and for two, it gave me screen presence that I could show in my reel, which right. a reel is pretty important as well. And it showed, moving on, that I can carry an entire movie, right? You know, it's getting those reps in, right? And so, like right now, we're like I, I just kind of partnered with a guy. His name's Warner Davis. Um, and, uh, and a director as well. We have a director that we work with a lot. His name's Andy Palmer. And, uh, now it's kind of moved into where I'm, I'm writing my own shit. Oh, nice. And, uh, so my, what had happened with that is for one, I was tired of fucking waiting for the real shit that I wanted to do. Right. You know, like it's, it's, it's cute getting a couple of these Grey's Anatomy, Lucifer. That's at the time, three years, four years ago huge yeah i mean i remember when i first found out i landed gray's anatomy i screamed at the fucking top of the line lungs in my car after the car and broke down in tears right because it's like dude i worked for three years to get to that right two years and two and a half years to get to that to say eight nine lines you know what i mean <laughs> right but it was such a win it's that step exactly and then lucifer was a little bit more and then uh, i did a couple movies and, and other things too but yeah it's like they all build upon each other but it wasn't exactly where I needed to be. And I knew if I continue to just go down that path, I'm not as in control as I want to be. Right. I'm, I'm like, I'm in lieu of other people. They, they decide. Right. And you yeah, know, you're just waiting. It's non-subject. It's it. They're going to do whatever 
right. day one. So instead, you're like, I'm just going to So I said, fuck it. Yeah. So what had happened was, is I had started writing a script. It's an MMA script. And uh, <clears throat> the title right now is called Fight Rich. It may change. It probably will. Um, but it's got heart. And I used a lot of elements in my life. Like uh, my dad, I'm going to just throw it out there. My dad uh, has had a drug problem for the past probably 18, 20 years. It's been ups and downs for him, you know. It's been rough on me and the family, but we're we're sticking to him. We're trying to get him, getting going. We're actually support. we're actually getting him into rehab next week again. Oh, so, which is one of the reasons I came back here, you know. Um, but it's like one of those fights, man. It's like, man, you always had that one voice. It's like, man, fuck that dude. I'm done. Yeah. But then it's like, no, man. You're big. You're bigger and you're better than that. You gotta you gotta be the man. You gotta step up. You gotta be the rock. You know. You gotta be the rock of your yeah. family. Yeah. But. So I put that, you know, some elements of that in the story, and uh, but I, I sat on it. And I'm over in Maui this past, uh, let's see, no, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't this past March, it was last March, March of 19. I'm over in Maui with my, with my grandparents, and my grandpa pretty much raised me. I mean, from when I was like five, uh, I mean, dude, everything I did, I was his shad. Everything he did, I was his shad. Yeah. You know, he, had, he was an entrepreneur himself. He was a hard worker, busted ass. He would go work at his, he took a fruit stand and turned it into a massive garden center where they sold tractors and trailers oh, nice. and, and uh, flowers and flatbeds and all this stuff, man. And, and, uh, and built a nice little nest egg for him and my grandmother and the rest of the family, to be honest. You right. Know? And uh, so that always inspired me. That's well, legacy, dude. Oh, dude, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, but th- he's always been my number one hero. He would always been my, my mentor, my why. Yeah, you know? uh, of course, all the rest of my family is my why as well. But he's been he, he's the apple of my eye in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and so we're in Maui. His health had been deteriorating. He had gotten uh, lung cancer back in 2004 and he had to have surgery in 2005, I believe it was. And he had a huge recovery and he did really well, which the doctors were all like, man, that's that's great because he had like. I think it was a third or uh, third or close to half of his lungs cut out. Oh shit! Yeah, and so he had like only like a third of his lung capacity when he was breathing. Wow. Um, but it came back, and he was good for a while. And then I would say within the last two to three years, it it uh, it well more like the last two years, it really caught up to him. So we're in Maui, and I had this script at home, you know, and I'm sitting on it. And I'm just seeing this man that had been, you know, such a star in my in my eye for forever, just yeah. deteriorating. Yeah. And I'm going, man, what the? Like, why am I sitting on this thing? You know, I got to get this out to somebody. And, yeah. And I got to go with it because I wanted it to get done while he was still alive. You know, but it didn't so happen. It didn't happen. He ended up passing in in May of last year. Um, but the moment that I got back from Maui, I grabbed that fucking script. I had just worked on a film called witness infection with a guy named Andy Palmer. He was the director and Warner Davis was the producer. And before witness infection, I worked on a short film that has ended up winning like, dude, like a hundred something awards was, uh, I mean, it, it was, it's, it's killing it still. Um, and it's about a true story about a guy back in the eighties. Uh, he was, uh, he was Asian American and he was over here. He's out on a bachelor party and it was right around the time, uh, it's called justice for Vincent. It was right around the time that, uh, 
you know, like uh, uh, Ford and GM and all them just went down in Detroit. Okay. It was right then. And like, so, you know, like Mitsubishi and Toyota and those guys were like Popping killing the game, yeah. right? And so a lot of people got laid off in Detroit. And this guy's out for his bachelor party. Some racism occurred to where these, these white guys that they were disgruntled auto workers had been laid off, started saying shit to, to this guy. Well, he popped off back at him. And I believe it, I, I believe there was a one little fight between them and the, and the Asian American got the best of them. Well, then those two assholes went and got a bat ego came back and got bruised beat beat him took his life i mean you know yeah and so i played uh unfortunately i played one of the assholes with the bat right how is how does that feel you know what i mean dude one of my favorite fucking movies of all time is american history x great great fucking movie oh my god the film is so amazing right but it's like you have to put yourself in yeah you have to go to a space a very uncomfortable space you did you did um you know, when I was working, I was working, my dad, the guy that played a dad in that show uh, or in that movie was Billy McNamara. And uh, Billy has been in, I mean, this dude used to run Hollywood in the 90s, early 90s, man. Um, he's been in anything and everything. You look him up. I'm going to do it. And uh, talking. Yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, so I remember just kind of kind of taking his cue. Like, he just kind of jumped right into it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's just followed. like... Like, you know, he just turned. And so I'm like, I kind of drew off that. I kind of fed off that. Right. Um, because to, to tell you the truth, it was the first, it was the first role I had that I was an asshole. Yeah. That I was like, you know. You know, like the, the good guy, like yeah, the baby like, face kind of guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I played kind of an asshole in Lucifer, but then you end up finding out that his brother needs heart surgery and that's why he's playing a fucking asshole. <laughs> right. So like he there's can, a reason So there. he can win the show, you know. Um, William McNamara? Yeah, Billy McNamara. William McNamara. And he goes by yeah. Billy. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's been in a ton of fucking movies. Oh, dude. Yeah, he used to run the game, dude. He was in Surviving the Game, Copycat. Good movie. Yeah, he was, yeah. Dream a Little Dream. Dude, I mean, the, the 90s were his decade, Oh, bro. dude, he was he was killing the Dang, game back then. yeah. Just killing the game. How interesting is it how you can just have like a 10, 12-year period of where like you're in fucking everything in Hollywood and then they're just like, oh, it's a game, we dude. don't need you anymore <laughs> for for game. one reason or another. It's all about yeah. who you know. That's why the networking is so important. Yeah, and it's also very important to, you know, and Billy will tell you straight up, you know, he made some bad choices. You know, it's also important to try to, try, but try not to let Hollywood grab hold of you. Yeah. You know, try not to let that happen because, you know, that's, that can happen too. Kind of change some folks. And, and he's a great dude and he'll tell you straight up, you know, I made some mistakes. You yeah. Know? Um, but he's still doing, he's still killing He's it, killing he's it. Still, he's still kicking away, bro. He's doing great. Yeah. He's a great dude. I loved working with him. It was crazy because me and my brother were big film buffs and both of us, you know, like fucking Joel from Little Dream of the Dream of Little Dream. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, so... Because my brother's like, you know, anything I land, I send to, which is funny with, with Dave. I told him, hey, man, I landed this this Little Dicky series. He's like, fucking Little Dicky? <laughs> like, Little like, Dicky, bro? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is he? And he's like, yeah. dude, look him up. So I looked him up, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So was that kind of like one of your more, like, difficult kind of characters to have to get into? Just, you know. No. Um, dude, because it's there. Yeah. I mean, I can take things that I've lived lived through myself and pull it out. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got it. Everybody is is human. 
Right. Everybody has those human emotions. Just can you find, can you connect with them? Then, like, how do you tap into it? Like, what do you yeah, think I just, about, like, you, you know, you it's, know I, mean? I, I try, also, I try not, it's so weird to explain because I also try not to sit there and go and get myself mad because if I do that, if I don't try to be in the moment and go with what's actually going on, if you try to be in the moment, you just get in. And like I said, like I used Billy, if you're there in the moment, it'll happen. Yeah. It'll come out. Right. If you try, in my opinion, I know there are other people that do this and I know that it's, it's, it's a technique. If you try to sit there and go back in your brain for a little bit, in my mind, I don't know how many times I can use that. Right. in the future like and it still have the same oomph right why not listen and be in the moment and it'll take you there that's because you one. have muscle memory that makes sense you know what i mean yeah and you'll be able to tap into it then in real time right you know what i'm saying right i can almost really compare that to fighting in the way of like with any actual athletic endeavor like you want to find this routine that helps kind of get you to this flow state. So it's like whatever kind of triggers you can do to right. get to that state. And, it, and it's good to to practice them to where they come in like this very truthful state. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's going to come a time where maybe you thought you were going to be able to get out of that Dodge truck, but... It, <laughs> yeah, it, then you don't. <laughs> you know, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then what? Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever you could use so many different scenarios and and it's kind of very true with acting and fighting in that sense to where yeah what are you going to do if you're acting it this way and all of a sudden the star that you're working with decides to pull a fucking little curveball in there and change it up you better you better be ready to to you know to go at it right there and improv right, right. you know uh little dicky there was a lot of improv that's a big part of uh, probably comedy in general right yeah yeah i um, think so yeah because yeah, i i had done the whole i had I had the whole script. I, you know, studied for two or three days, all my lines. <laughs> I walk in the fucking trailer and they go, Hey, here's a new script. We'll be on set in an hour. Oh fuck. Dude. And you got to be able to turn it on. And you know, again, to train ability colliding with opportunity is that there's an opportunity. I can either fuck this up or they can go, Holy shit. This kid only had an hour to do his stuff. And he still brought it. He Some up. people, and the business will be like, man, what is this, man? I want my, more time for my lines and blah, blah, blah. And I've been doing this for 20 years and all this shit. And it's yeah. like, dude, you lost. Yeah. Like the moment you get there, you lost, man. Like yeah. look where you're at. Like I remember sitting on that set. I'm not going to say who it is, but sitting on set, and it definitely wasn't Dave, but sitting on set and, you know, one of the other supporting actors are going, <sighs> how fucking long do we have to stay here? I swear to God, I'm tired of just hurry up and wait. I'm so tired of it. Like, I'll tell you what, if they tell us that we have to stay for an extra, I'm not, I'm going home. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so you could be at dude, really look right what now. the fuck you do for a living. You're bitching. Cause you got to stay for another hour. Like, holy shit. And you're going to get paid like $900 for that hour. Right. Well, and we were talking the amount of people who are unemployed right now. You know, it's like, yeah. who wouldn't kill to have $900 an like, hour? That's just the thing with me. And maybe it's, maybe it's just my mentality coming from, from where I come from. But it's Ooh. like, dude, I don't deal with that. Like, you know, I I just can't stand that. Yeah. It's like, dude, where, look where the fuck you are, man. Yeah. People like, look up to you, man. Stand stand true to some true character. Quit being a bitch. Like gratitude. Like, sorry to way. say that, but like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, dude, stop. Right. Look what you do. Well, you're going to work another two days and then you don't have anything to do for three months. Oh, bummer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Life is and, hard. And this is a person that, that, you know, has 
a very, very big leg to stand on in regards to a career. Yeah. And it's like, man. And there are people like that. There are people in the business to where you're like. For sure. Like, for instance, right now I'm in a great spot to where, you know, I have me and Warner um, have multiple projects that we're working on. They're kind of our own projects. Um, and, you know, with me and Warner have a great partnership. They're the ones that I took Fight Rich to. And that's what opened the door to me having this great partnership. And Warner yeah. likes that. Me and him are very similar. He's a producer, so he's an entrepreneur. He's out there making movies. And he's go, 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 go. And when me and him got when me and him met and he read the script, first off, he loved the script. And then when we met, we're like, dude, I just found like my fucking doppelganger right here when yeah. it comes to work ethic. Yeah. Like if me and you hook up, bro, we're going to fucking get some shit done. That's a good feeling. And then that's what we did. Yeah. So now we have five, six scripts that we're just hitting and stoking the fire with. And then one start, whatever flame starts going first. Okay, let's go. Right on. Oh, let's go. Yeah. You know, I wish I could talk more about the scripts. I get you. Um, but unfortunately, I can't. I mean, I can talk about Fight Rich a little bit because I wrote it. Yeah. Um, but we got a couple. We got a couple. We were talking about Greg Plitt earlier. Yeah. We got something along the lines and for Greg as well. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So that'll nice. be good. Down nice. the pipeline, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. But yeah. But the thing is, too, is if I didn't, again, a trained ability colliding with opportunity, if I didn't, the, on the other things that I worked with Warner, if I didn't bring my A game, if right. I had a B or a C game, if I didn't bring that A game every time, every day, yeah. and work through those long hours, not be the one that bitches, they're going to call you back. Yeah. They're not going to call back the fucking dickhead that keeps bitching all the time. Right. And even now we're to the point to where we're looking at some big name actors going, well, should we cast that guy or not? Because I heard on this set that he was problematic in this way. And what if we have a couple days that go this way and that way? And we just don't want that headache. Dude, reputation, you know what I mean? reputation is everything. Like that shit right. follows you. Right. Dude, have you ever thought about, um, like going to like Atlanta or something for acting. I know. They, yeah, I, know I mean, they shoot a ton. Well, of we shot. Out I there. just shot a film called Collection in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Um, and where we'll shoot Fight Rich is probably going to be in a different state as well. Yeah. I think right now we're looking at maybe either Nashville, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, um, or maybe even Bama or Atlanta again. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is the reason that you want to go, and right now I'm kind of, again, open up some, some inside scoop here. <laughs> the reason that you want to go to those states is because they have cash rebates from the state. Oh. So let's say your budget's $10 million and they give you back 30%. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> you save $3 million bucks. Yeah. So now if an investor comes in, you say, hey, look, we got this much private equity. We're bringing this much to the table. Oh, and you're guaranteed 30% back from the state. Yeah, so you're going there. You it makes sense saying? why so many because Georgia, dude, they fucking bid on a lot of movies and they get them. <laughs> yeah, they get them. I know yeah. the Rock does a lot of movies out it's, there. It's it's moving, man. Yeah, it's moving. It's and so is New Orleans. New Orleans is is a hotbed right now. Doing yeah. well. Is New York much of a scene anymore for the acting? Yeah, yeah. New York is still still solid. I mean, I figure it's, it's definitely big, probably in like you know the theater scene for sure. But it's big ever. It's big all it? through the board. Yeah, yeah. it is. Just, yeah, they're just big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, L.A. and New York are probably still your bread and butter. For sure. Yeah, but I mean, Georgia's huge right now, dude. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it starts even getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's crazy. Yeah, I just I just know, like, Atlanta and that whole movie scene yep. down there is, like, growing yep. and growing yep. and growing. Yep. I just don't know what kind of opportunities down there. Yep. I got a buddy who, um, I man, he, he, he acts. And, like, 
I've been telling this guy forever. I'm like, dude, like, if you really want to fucking act, bro. Like, What's his name? His name's Adam Flowers. I knew you were going to say that. You know Adam Flowers? Well, I don't know him specifically, him? but I knew of him from uh, Danny Smith, which he runs the oh, Built by Battle Built podcast. Built by Battle, yeah. I'll probably sit down with Danny on the podcast pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny's a good dude, man. Good dude. But, uh, Andy. yeah, Andy. so Adam Flowers, right? And, like, I mean, we used to work together at, like, Express Scripts. I've known Adam for a number of years, and he's always had this acting dream. I'm like, bro, like. You got to go. I'm like, you have no kids. I go, like, just fucking go, bro. You got to cut it. And then it's go. like, oh, man, well, I need to get this real or. Nope. I need to. Just fucking go. There's a, yeah, that's, dude, that's exactly what I'm saying. Just There's always go. a fucking reason why you can't do yeah. something. But I'm like, look, dude, if you want to act, man, like, that's where you need to be, bro. Like, you need to be there. So, like, he's doing some shit around here. Like, for those type of actors, man, where, like, they, maybe they, they don't want to take that fucking leap. Like, I mean, I feel like you need to. Yeah. How, can can you do it? Can you do it, like, in yeah. Missouri? Can you do it, like, in Kentucky? It's, can you do it? You know, just, here, like, here's finding your local scene. And here, here's to- how I'll put this. Because I, by no means, am even near where I want to go. Right. Okay? But you have some experience. But you, yeah, I mean, I have experience now. Right. Yes. But I'm no means to where I want to go. And to me, you have to think of the law of numbers. You're already going after something where you probably have a better probability of being a fucking astronaut. Right. So why not place yourself in an area where the odds are more in your favor? Um, The way I looked at it when I decided to do it, and I still see it like this, is I will fucking die for this. I will. I no matter if I get to where I want to get or not, I am all in. Yeah. Like I will fucking die for this dream. I will not fucking give up no matter what right it, no matter what doesn't matter if it takes you like 10 years of i don't give life. a fuck if i have to live in a goddamn cardboard box right i don't care if i have to live in my car i don't care if i it doesn't matter and you have to fucking have that right dude you have to you have to you, you just have to be willing to to do anything you know you you I wouldn't say anything. Because yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> that's, what. That's probably too strong I'll of a tell statement. You what, there are some. Especially in Hollywood. <laughs> there's a. I'll tell you a story right now. So, and you really want to hear the story. I, I don't know if he ever talked about it on a podcast. But being Greg Plitt being one of my mentors, he went in for a jeans company promotion. I'm not going to say what, what the company was. And it was a huge promotion, man, to where if he got it, he was the model. He'd be on the fucking billboards. He'd be. He's the guy. It's a mass modeling campaign. You're talking maybe half a million dollars, quarter million. I don't know. Just throwing numbers, but it's up there. Right. And so he's through the casting director. These things have casting directors, too. And he said, uh, you know, the production came down to you and another guy. And uh, I may be butchering it, but, uh, you know, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, basically I come down to you and another guy, Greg. And, uh, I told production to go with you and he's like, Oh, fuck, thanks man. I really appreciate it. You know, he's like, yeah. So, uh, what are you gonna do for me, man? And he goes, Oh, well, I'm gonna show up on time. I'm gonna fucking bring my best. I'll be shredded. I'll be, I'll work as hard as I can. I'll work the long hours. I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever I got to do. He goes, it's not good enough, man. What are you going to do for me? Like, what are you going to do for me? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not following you. He's like, like, what are you going to do for me? Ah, oh, shit, bro. That shit. And Greg's like, well, I'm sorry, that's what I said is all I can do. And the dude goes, well, you can get the fuck out. He goes, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because that motherfucker will never sell his fucking soul. Right. For that. 
Because you have to walk into this. Another thing that I would say huge and comes from me, and I already kind of touched upon it a little bit. It's not about the fucking money, bro. If it was about the money going out there, I would have quit a long time ago. Right. Because I ain't made fucking dick. Right. So far. Well, I mean, I've made some money I, now. I hear what you're saying. I made some money now. <laughs> but, <laughs> you got some checks now. But it's like if the money, like you have to ask yourself, would I do this if I wasn't getting paid? Would I do this every day still if I wasn't getting paid? And if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be fucking doing it. It's not there. Your heart's not right there. Right. Because I'm willing to fucking work 60, 70 hour days at a different job and go do everything else I want to do. And if I got to work even more, I'll do it. If I, if I, and I still get my workouts in, I still get my eating in, I still get every, if I have to sleep for fucking three hours, that's just the way that it fucking is right now. But it's not the way it's going to be later. Some people can't compartmentalize that that's only going to be temporary. Right. Now, temporary subjective. It is subjective. For me, it was three, four years. Right. To other people, three or four years is a long fucking time. Yeah, that's not that long. But when you're willing to die right. for what the fuck you're doing, and it may sound stupid. No, this guy's willing to die for acting? Like, what? The, no, I'm willing to die for what I stand for and what I want to go for in my heart. For your passion. For my passion. I'm willing to die for what I want to do, the journey I want to take in my life. And that's it. Dude. And if you're not, don't even fucking try. You have to have that. You absolutely have to have that. But um, then there's the other side of the coin where people may only go in half-ass and one day it just happens for them, dude. That's not so, the norm, though. You know what don't I mean? Don't count on that yeah, shit, bro. Don't. And see, that's the problem. People do. Yeah. And you were, you were, we were touching on that a little earlier to where you said, you know, certain people, like Andy Frasilla said, certain people come out there, they just don't have the drive or the work ethic because they think being out there is enough. Right. It's yeah. not enough. Yeah. Yeah, because I... That was the biggest thing I realized. Like, you know, everybody's a dreamer out there, but not everybody has that work ethic. Not everybody's a doer. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like the complete opposite out here. Like, people will fucking work hard out here, dude. But, like, yeah. they but don't. But they bury they, their dreams. They don't dream They big bury enough. their dreams to just survive instead of planning a life. Yeah. You know, they're not planning a life. They're, they're, working, to, they're working to die. Yeah, man. You know, like, fuck reti- that. Like, like retirement. What the fuck is yeah, retirement? What is retirement? What is that? Exactly. I say that all the time. You're just waiting to die? Like is that what retirement is? Dude, I, I am. I watched it with my grandfather. Yeah. When he retired, yeah, he went out and did stuff, but he never truly retired here. Right. He was still, he had a ten, eight and a half acre land. That thing was immaculate. When he retired, he just moved to another venue. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But there, it's the mentality. Mm-hmm. If you have an entrepreneurship re- mentality, you're going to have that for life. Right. You're not satisfied with anything. Yeah, almost uh, to a detriment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're not satisfied with anything. But if you have the worker's mentality, if you're the cog in the wheel, if you if you if you just subject yourself to the third party out there. Yeah. That's the mentality you're going to you're going to have for the rest of your life. You don't know any different. Right. You never felt any different. You've never given yourself a chance to feel any different. Right. And most of the time it comes from the trickle down effect from your family, man. Yeah. Dude, um more dreams are killed by like just letting the opinion of your family and one million man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because I think it's, uh, Alan Watts said this, that we're raising our children to grow up, to raise their children, to grow up, to raise their children. And it's all wretched, no vomit. So it's like, it's just over and over to where we're not raising a child to go out and go, 
fucking do whatever you want. Whatever, right dude. And we might, the funny thing is we say that to them when they're like three, four years old. Oh, you want to be a doctor? You want to be an astronaut? You want to? But then they get 16. It's like, no. When you graduate, you're going to go to college. Yeah. When you're done with that, you're going to get a job. Right. And then you're going to settle down. And then exactly. you're going to buy a house. Or you're and then you start, you start dating somebody. Why aren't you guys married yet? When are you going to get married? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, it's, you have to also let things just flow the way they're supposed to, man. When right. It's, when there's no pushing and there's no controlling, it things happen, and those are the best things. Right. Yeah. You man. know, those are the best things, dude. There's more than one way to make it in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what. That's definitely something I try to instill in my kids. Right. Like, hey, man, if you want to be an artist and just fucking do art for a living, you somebody's can, making money doing you, it. Somebody's doing. If somebody yeah. is doing it, you also can do it. Yes. It's just, man, it may not be easy or comfortable. And, and here's, you know, taking something from, like, Gary V. Gary V says, dude, whatever you want to do, do it. But if you have to have a side hustle to make the money to survive to do it, then you just have to work harder to do that. And that's what I, you know, that's what I did for the longest time. And you got to be willing to do that. Most people think it's the end-all, be-all with just the one. They don't realize, they don't, they don't think, well, I could go work at fucking Walmart and make, you know, 12 bucks an hour doing this, this, and this while I'm still doing this. If it's conducive to having my open time to right. go after my dream, I'm not saying it has to be at fucking Walmart. Right. But I'm saying, like, maybe now in this COVID shit, <laughs> maybe Walmart's real. It's the only place fucking hiring. But you know what I mean? It's like, you have to also be willing to sacrifice that kind of stuff. Put your ego to the like, side. You know, and, and the funny thing is hearing I don't have time, but they just finished the entire season of something. Right. I and hate that. You know excuse. what I mean? And it's like, dude, I'm I'm guilty of it too. It's not that I don't sit down every once in a while and watch TV, but the problem is, and maybe again, it maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm whack. I sit down and I watch that stuff and I'm like, after about an episode, I'm going, Okay. Seeing this dude on TV, he obviously ain't fucking sitting down watching TV right now. He, I he, think about that, like dude. you know what I mean. I'm like, like somebody just worked to create this, right? What and, am and I, I doing right now? I'm just consuming, right? Like, I'm a consumer, you know, and that's and 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 that's that's a bad mentality too. Yeah, dude. but I get it, dude. Downtime is downtime, and you know, but what do you do with your downtime? I think can really define what you're going to become. Oh, 100. I mean, you know, it's so like when nobody's around, when nobody's watching, what do you what do? You do? Yeah, yeah. And with me, man, I, it, it's it's hard for me to sit and watch that stuff. I don't, I don't even watch certain shows or a lot of shows anymore because I'll look and see how many episodes and how long they are. I'm like, oh, that's a commitment. Yeah, that's a yeah. big commitment. <laughs> man, well, there goes three months. Okay, it's you like, know? man, I got to be working on something else, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, um, yeah, man, let's uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, All right. Buddy. What good. what uh, what's we kind of touched on some things that are coming up, but um, you know, if, if there's anything you want to leave like the folks with, or how they can check you out, or you know, yeah, any, sure, anything you want to direct um, to. I mean, I have you know, I have a Facebook page, I have Instagram, uh, Z Sheer. Um, I mean, you can go to IMDb if you want to see some of the stuff that's coming out. If you have IMDb Pro, you're able to actually see a lot more, like pre-production stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, but then there's also a lot of stuff that we don't ever put up there because we don't want it out. Um, but, yeah, as, as far as looking me up social media-wise, I'm on all the platforms. Um, yeah. I'm not really good with Twitter. I don't screw around with Twitter all that like much. I wish I did more on YouTube. Um, but the thing is, is right now I'm more of in a building stage yeah. to where it's like, um, it's almost when I put something out, it's almost more for me as a remembrance, like mm -hmm. a stepping stone, like, um, I'm more documenting my journey. Right. Um, it's not necessarily that I'm like trying to get out content, you know, like right. I, I, I don't, I rarely ever try to get out content. I don't think I ever try to get out content. Right. 
Um, there might've been a period there where I thought I was going to go more fitness to where I was doing that. I play that game and, and dude, that games, that's just a, a downward spiral there, bro. Cause you just, you're, you're not you. Yeah. I, I see so many people that are not themselves. That's you know? a whole other conversation. Like the yes. issue of like social yes. media, right? Like, yep. Fuck dude. But as far as things going on, um, you know, Dave got, got renewed for season two. Um, I'm praying that I, that they bring my character back, but if they don't, they don't. I mean, it's, I'm not defined by that. Right. Um, uh, I got a movie coming out later. It's going to be, it's called collection. I think it's coming out in, uh, September. Well, I'd have to talk to Warner when the actual date is, but I want to say it's going to be later this fall. Okay. Um, it may get pushed. I mean, with everything that's going on, right. it may this, get pushed. This year, everything's But it's, out. uh. You know, I'm I don't have a massive role in it, but I got a decent little supporting role in it, um, starring Alex Pettifer and Mike Vogel. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar who those guys. You ever seen the movie Grind, skateboard movie? Mm-mm. How about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the oh. original remake with Jessica Biel? Yeah. Okay, so Mike Vogel is the blonde-headed dude. Okay. And he gets put up on that fucking chain yeah. with the hook. Dude, yeah, he gets fucking like yeah. hung up on that hook. It's Vogel, man. Ooh. Yeah. And then uh, I think he was in Bates Motel and stuff. He's he's got a solid leg to stand on. Stand I'm on better with faces career. than I am names. You'd know his face. Yeah. And then, um, uh, who, oh yeah, Alex Pettifer in there. He's from like Magic Mike and uh, I Am Four and Beastly. Oh, nice. So I mean, it's a decent role. Warner produced it. Um, and and the I'm not even, dude. I'm so excited for the stuff that we're working on right now that will probably not come to actually be seen until, like, 2022. Right. Like, we got some stuff that are huge that we're working on that I wish I could go into. But, again, too, I want it to speak for itself because if, by chance, it doesn't happen, yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I hate I, – I like to, to let it come out on its own. Right. But there are quite a few things that are going to be pretty big. Um, and then my baby, my Rocky. My Rocky story is Fight Rich. So we're working on that. Is that will that probably be like the the next thing that kind of drops for you? I is hope. Like a, I hope it's yeah. the next thing. Um, you know, we're in pre production right now as far as getting certain things done. Um, I hope that's the next big boy because I'll be I'll be the man on You're that. You're the man, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a project that uh, that will be coming out later when we start pre production on it. Uh, Sheldon Ledich is directing that project. Sheldon was the director of Lionheart. Oh, nice. And Kickboxer. I think he he actually wrote Bloodsport. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, I mean, That's legit. it'll probably be a little cool curveball. You guys will see with that. <laughs> so, But, yeah, so, I mean, things are moving. Um, but I think the last thing I want to say, man, is never fucking get complacent with where you are. It should never be, oh, I'm the guy that was on that or I'm the guy that did this. It should always be. And it shouldn't even be the I'm the guy that's going to do this. I think it should be more so I'm right here and whatever comes my way, I'm gonna attack with whatever th- everything that I have. Yeah. And whatever comes out of that is going to come out of that based upon me bringing my best self. You know, that's the main thing, bringing your best self. Right. Staying consistent, not listening to that that external party. It's too many people are, are puppets to other people's idea, idea ideologies and strategies. Oh, and yeah. Do your own research and just know whatever the fuck you want to do, you can do it. I mean, 100%. If, if even my baby tiny nerd candy success that I have right now is to tell, you can do whatever the fuck you want, dude. I mean, I'm out there doing what I love. Yeah. And it's moving and it's working. Yeah. And it can be done. It just takes time, dude. Just build and never give up.
and if and know that that's what you want to do know that and always remember to get to the highest highs on a roller coaster what do they have to do first they bring you all the way up yep you shoot all the way down the way to down, hit that right. high high so no if you're i have this thing that i do i'm a little long-winded so you're fine brother i have no this thing that's what that you're I do. your time dude. i play games with myself to where if i'm at a if something big is going if like something bad's going on like right now i'm dealing with the stuff with my dad we're, we're trying to get him into rehab next week if if something bad's going on it's like instead of just sitting there and moping and being like I got to go through this. I always have to go. Shit like that. It's like, okay, I'm at a low. And if I stick through this and I work through it, something big's probably coming on the other side. Oh, yeah. Because I've noticed every time I land something, it's something big has been going on. There's been some type of adversity that smacked me in the face. Oh. Every fucking time, it seems like. Every time. That's good to recognize. Yeah, so I play this game with myself to where it's like, if things are going bad, I'm going okay. Now I'm looking for the good. Yeah, and it's like maybe it's maybe it's more so a, a kind of mind strategy mentality, but if it, if it works, it works. Well, I mean, you you trained your mind to to see you know like right. the opportunity and the obstacle, right? Exactly. So it's like you have to do that. That's a exactly. part of being successful. And most people run from it. Yeah. To whereas, dude, like I said, with moving out there, that was the hardest thing. But I used to lay in bed fucking couldn't sleep because I'm thinking about God I gotta move out there I gotta move it. like and it started with like a whisper and mm-hmm. it just got so fucking loud I couldn't even sleep couldn't even ignore it you had to go and and I had to go man and my grandpa was like if you go you're cut off man really yeah yeah, yeah. so no support he didn't want me going there. dude Fuck, well dude. he he so and we, that's your guy like, yeah that was my guy we gotta but, like remember that but like, we we literally were about to open up a franchise of club fitness Oh, so we had made the strides to get the loan. He was helping me out. We were gonna, you know, we were gonna do all that, and and then I threw that curveball on him. Yeah, and I had already quit my job because I knew if I went to him and I still worked there, he would try to talk me out of it. I fucking quit before I told him (laughs) because I knew I got to act and I got to. Sometimes you got to burn your fucking bridge. Yes, because if you don't burn your fucking bridge, you'll be on it forever. And you may not even ever get to the other side of yeah. where you're trying to go. Sometimes you have to go back and start a new bridge. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I had to do with him. And But the greatest thing is, you know, I, I, I'll leave you with this, man. I, I sat there with my pop and, uh, you know, he's telling me, because I had some land bequeathed that he was going to leave me. Uh, he had, you know, we, I could build a house on it in Illinois there. My brother got his old house um, and land. So we got all that, you know, he had given it to us cause my grandma and him moved to another place that okay. was smaller and stuff. And, uh, he said to me, Hey, you do this. You ain't getting shit. <laughs> he goes, cause you're, you got a good thing. I mean, dude, I was making probably close to a hundred grand a year and out here that's fucking you're, amazing you're money. Nice. I mean, I had a couple cars, a house, I was doing good. A whole nine yards, you know, comfortable. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And he's, <laughs> fuck that word, fuck it's that the word. enemy, yeah, bro. But he's, he said to me, he said, um, I think you're making a mass mistake. And uh, I don't want to be any part of it. And I'm, I'm throwing, I'm putting the book down. I'm slapping the gavel. And I said, Pop, listen to me. I think at the time he was 77, 76. I said, I'm sure right now at your age that you can sit, think for a minute back on some things that you wish you pulled the trigger on. And right now, that window of time is closed. You don't have that same factor that I have right now, youth, that 
can be worked with. Right. You can't do it. That window's closed forever. I said, I don't want to be that guy sitting in front of, sitting in a rocking chair, reading the newspaper, talking to my grandkids about what could have been. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy going, you know, your grandpa thought about moving out to California. That could have been your grandpa up on that TV. I don't want to fucking be that guy. No. If this is in my head, Pop, you know me. I got to do it. This is the time to be the most riskful. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I have youth upon my side. Oh, my God. And I have a master's degree. I have the education. If I need to go back and play with that, I can. But you know what? I, as far as that master's degree goes, I can fucking rip. I, Fuck dude, that. that's a piece of paper to me. Yeah. And anybody that, dude, education is great if you do things with it. But right. you also can't become a fucking slave to it. You can't become a slave to one particular area of life because that's just what you studied in college. Right. Well, I mean, you should always con- like continue to learn. It should and be improve. a group. I've learned like, more. That's, that's life. I've learned more on doing my own right. research and learning and, and putting my foot in front of well, Especially one. in health and fitness, right? I yeah. Mean, fuck, dude. But, you know, so that day he, he said to me, well, you're done, dude. I, even, even after I said that. And so I was staying with him because I lived down here. And they live up north in Illinois. And uh, I'm staying with them anyway. And I remember we went to bed. And uh, 6 a.m. rolls around. I get a knock on the door. Zachary, come to breakfast. I'm like, all right, fucking roll out. I'm tired. Sit down at the, bre- at the dinner table. He goes, you know, I thought long and hard about everything you said yesterday. And I don't think I slept at all. Two years. You got two years to go out there and do it. And if you don't pack your shit up you come home he never asked me to come home <laughs> so and then he passed last year but yeah. what cool what was cool is we got to watch a lot of the stuff i did together that's awesome know? dude so yeah he was proud uh, you know yeah i know i left i know he left proud but he'll, he still won't get to see the success that i really wanted to get but i'm sure that know? still drives you oh today more than ever now right i i kicked it up a hundred notches after he passed yeah you know to where some people might there was a little thought in there that went, man, maybe you should just go home, be with your family, man. Maybe you should just stay home. There, that little thought was there, but I told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Fast. Dude. Fast. Because otherwise you sit and you dwell on that shit, and it'll eat you up. Yeah, man. It'll grab you fast and yeah. run with you. Dude, your thoughts will fuck you up big yes. time. Like, you are not your thoughts. I don't know if, yes. how many people know that, or if you like meditate or kind of subscribe to 100%. that. 100%. It's like 100%. Once you kind of learn to kind of like let those things kind of in and out, let the emotion pass. Yeah, think on it, and and try to. And when that happens, when when emotion grabs me like that, my thoughts grab me. That's where you got to have the gym, man. That's yeah. where you got to have an outlet. And you have to know one thing. I work for me is when I get in that outlet, no matter what mood. Every I use it as music. Everybody has a mood that they're in to listen to certain types of music. Yeah. But everybody knows that certain types of music elevates them to certain areas mentally, right? Or maybe certain things you watch or listen to. Right. But when you're down, the last thing you want to fucking do is put on a fucking Tony Robbins video or some shit. Right. You know, you're like, fuck this. You got to feel it. But if you do put something on like that, that can slowly bring you out of that state. Yeah. No matter how bad you don't want to do it or not. What I noticed, again, playing those games with myself is I got a, you know, I got a list on SoundCloud, like a playlist, you know, and it'll have like, you know, Conor McGregor, Greg, Greg Plitt, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, fucking Alan Watts, 
Gary Vee, all these people just Super. spitting their shit at me. Yeah. And I noticed when I'm in that down mode and I put that on, maybe the first one or two, they don't grab me. But all of a sudden, man, I'm grabbed. Yeah. And something just moved me out of that mentality. Something lifted me up. But at the end of the day, it really was myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you found you found the tools and the techniques, right, right to, to right. get you to where you need to be. Yep. And, like, that's something that anybody needs to do. It's yep. like... It, there's no one way to do it for everybody. Right. But like you said, fucking go throw on a YouTube video, right? Yep. Like, yep. who's doing what you've already done? Yep. Like, fuck, what do they do? Yeah, what the fuck do they do, man? Like, sometimes you you have to fake it till you make. You may not be feeling it, yeah. right? But it's just like, all right, man, like, I know I need to do this. And then then the authentic right. passion does come through and take over. And see, I have a, bad, I have a master's in psychology. And so it's, it's okay to feel those emotions. Right. It's okay to go there, and it's very, very healthy to go there. Right. You need to go there sometimes. Now, I'm not saying blockade what you feel, because there's a big difference between blockading what you feel, because that can, that's a that's whole, yeah. whole other road. But being able to, you know, understand yourself, right, and understand the conversations with your own mind, and being able to know and compartmentalize your emotions compared to what you truly want, right. Is different. Like you can't, you can't live off how you feel, right? right? It's okay to feel sad or to feel right. down or like that's why sad, sad music can even make you feel better sometimes because you kind of relate to you it. Get, you let it go, right? You let you it out. Just feel it, let it go through. But then it's just like if if you're operating strictly off emotions, you're always gonna lose because yep. like discipline needs to fucking come 100%. into play and like you just gotta do it yep. despite how you feel. Exactly. Like, do it anyway, man. Do it anyway. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I grabbed fucking Priscilla's voice and words one time and threw, <laughs> threw it on one of my workout videos and put it on YouTube, and it's just him saying that, do it anyway. I messaged him after that. I'm like, bro, you are a fucking genius. Because yeah. all he did, in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong, but all he did was just take the Nike, just do it, mm-hmm. and then he just put his own spin on it. It is, man. That's all it is. It is. He found his Nike, just yeah. do it, and do it anyway. And it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. You know how many times I don't want to go to the fucking gym? And I'm like, dude, there's even times where I don't even want to go do do an audition. Right. But you have to. Yeah. When I landed Little Dicky, I had four auditions that day. It came in last minute at like 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, man. I was just in L.A. all day. And I live in Orange County, so it's a drive. Is, is Orange County south or north? Uh, from L.A.? Yeah. It's south. South. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. And so... Like, I'm like, man, I got to set up my lights. I got to, and I'm like, dude, once again, you can't, you can't let an opportunity slide. Right. And I knew I'd kick myself in the ass if I didn't do it or if I didn't give my best. Whatever you got to do to prep, you fucking do it and you just go fucking do it. Right. So that's what I did. And I got the call four or five days later. It's that simple, man. Yeah. Zach, brother. I really appreciate you doing yeah, this, man. man. Like, yeah. this is great. Um, I, I try to make it out to L.A. at least two or three times a year. I have to, like, connect with you. Absolutely, dude. Um, dude, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Shearer. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. Again, if you are getting value out of the show, um, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Also, go to YouTube.com slash Outside Perspective and subscribe there. Help us grow that channel. And then, you know, just as always, just tell a friend, man. Just help us grow this thing. Just one friend at a time. And I know you motherfuckers are inside, so it can't be that hard just to, you know, shoot a friend a text or something and let them know what the deal is. 
Um, big thank you goes out to Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to jumbocbd.com. Check out their full line of products. They have um, drops and they have bombs and they have um, cooking oils. Um, all, all, all high quality products. They're using premium ingredients, none of the filler, none of the bullshit. And CBD has been shown to help with like gut health and brain health and uh, just help with mood regulation. And it's just, it's just a, uh, it's a very beneficial compound. And there's only one of many that you can find in the cannabis plant. So go check them out, jombocbd.com. You'll save 20% off of your entire order when you use the code outside. And then they are typically doing buy two, get one free. So throw two in your cart, you'll get that third one for free, and then you'll save 20% off of the entire order. So it's a win-win-win for everybody. Go check them out. Uh, also, a big shout out to Convergence Media Group. Go to convergencemg.com. I absolutely love working with these guys. They've helped take the show to the next level. Um, if you have a company and you want to build your brand, these guys will help you do it. They'll help you with uh, content creation and they'll help you with a strategy and they'll help you with uh, your digital media. Just everything everything you need to, to grow your brand. So go check them out, convergencemg.com. And then as always, go to imposedwill.com. Check us out over there. You'll save 10% off of the entire order, your entire order, when you use the code outside at checkout. So that's all I got for you guys. I love you. I will catch you next time. Just keep being amazing humans. I'll see you later. Love ya. Bye. Mwah.